Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show. I am your host, Christopher Rausch, and you're at your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're watching live on the video cast or you're listening to audio podcast, thank you guys so much for being here. We are on episode 239. We've done 239 episodes, and truth be told, actually January, this coming January, is going to be our four-year anniversary of doing the Raw and Unscripted Show. So thank you guys all for being here. I know we're all over the world, so thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in from Australia to England to scotland to uh india to pakistan all over the place china thank you thank you thank you appreciate you guys showing up here every single tuesday night we do this live 7 p.m pacific standard time and this is a place for you guys to shift your perspective about your beliefs about your past your present and your future to really get aligned with who you are and to be able to kick ass and take names and not have any apologies for who you are and what you stand for because in this world today so many times we look at what the negative aspect of is of what what's going on and we find and we breed more of that and so we encourage you to, to do to do tonight i'm a little excited what I encourage you to do, to do tonight is take notes and take notes of the things that are most important to you that really speak to you to say, wow, that's really important. That's fascinating. And then I want you to repeat that back in your mind. I want you to make that a, a conscious habit of repeating what it is that really impacted you, because as you start to absorb that, and as you start to implement that in your life, it's pretty incredible what it is that you can shift about your belief system. So I'm excited uh, to have an amazing guest on tonight. Um, he, uh, he's been uh, on the show, The Unfiltered Experience, my other show, he's been on there twice, and I've had such just a great time talking with him, but I have to share him with Scott on that show. So this time I decided I wanted to hear all by myself. Uh, so we can just have a great conversation. So your questions as always are invited. If you're listening to the audio podcast, we encourage you towards the end, we're going to give you um, Earl's uh, contact information. If you have questions for him personally, we invite you to go there and, uh, and uh, contact him, him so that we'll have that at the end of the show as well. And it's also in the show notes where you can get a hold of him. So without any further ado, welcome to the Ron Unscripted show, Mr. Earl Amin. What's going on, Earl? Good evening. Hello and good evening to you, Chris. Uh, hello to everyone. We appreciate you being here, Earl. Um, I'm excited for this conversation because, like I said before in the in the opening, I've had to share you with Scott before, and I've had we've had some just some really in depth conversations. And one thing that I really appreciate about you is your ability to relay what can be complimented con comp comp complicated concepts, say that 10 times fast. I am tongue tied tonight, uh, complicated concepts. And you have such a, a, a beautiful way of articulating them so that everybody gets it. And it's not like it's over the top stuff, but you, I love the way you articulate stuff. So it's like, Oh, duh. And that's what I invite people tonight, you know, is to really kind of have those opportunities where you're like, okay, I never really thought about it that way. And so my first question for you tonight, Earl, as we've titled this show, uh, nothing's impossible. What do you mean by that? When you think about nothing's impossible, some people can argue with that to the day is done. Um, but how do you, how do you feel about that? Nothing is impossible. Well, I'll begin by saying thank you for having me on your show. I'm really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and that, that is the answer, that being on a show such as Raw and Unscripted can for some people seem impossible. But impossible in my belief system is a made-up word that was made to control our creativity. Um, and there have been multiple reasons for that throughout history but impossible means you can't do it. Now, impossible doesn't always have to apply to another or another, but I can tell you it's impossible. And if your belief system accepts that, you'll know that it's impossible for you. Uh, so I just call it a trick and I don't fall for, for the trick. I, uh, it was how old? I was probably in my early twenties when the concept of impossible 
first came up was something I was attempting to accomplish. And someone said, you know, that, that's just impossible for you to do. And it, <laughs> wait a minute, you just fed raw programming into my mind, uh, but it created cognitive dissonance. And I had to spend some time thinking about it. So I did a full uh, etymological study and on, on wow. and, and and it you just really, uh, what say it again. I said you went deep etymological. Oh, oh yeah, because what I really heard, what my consciousness, what my spirit heard that person saying, though they intended no harm. I heard them saying that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm incapable, I don't have the prowess or or the or anything that's necessary to achieve that goal. Uh, and and let me tell you that I did prove them wrong, by the way, because not only was it possible, it was plausible and it was executable. Uh, but impossible to every time I see the word, I have a little bit of uh, <laughs> see it that way, break that word down. I'm possible. And Bingo. so long as you exist, then everything is possible. It may not be plausible at, the, at that time. It may not be achievable at that time. But so long as you understand that it is not impossible, impossible in my nomenclature does not exist. Um, and, and I get uh, helpful with people who, uh, who work with me when they speak about impossibility or in terms of impossibility. I say, hold on, let's stop. Let, let mm -hmm. me hear what you just spoke. Let me open these up for you a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> let me open them up because your words actually have power. Yes. Actually have power. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... I just, um, uh, for a good many years, have had a relationship with the word impossible and words like it or akin to it, so that I am very specific with my use of it with uh, um, people that work around me, um, executives that I interact with, even I had a conversation a few days ago with a, uh, I can't think of a better word, but he was collecting trash. But we had a conversation that was about his reality. And he said, man, it's just impossible for me to get out of this situation. I said, stop right there. Now, he, did you hear what you just said? He said, what do you mean? And he repeated it again. And I said, you, you said, I didn't say it. No one else around you was saying it. You said it, that it's impossible for you right. to elevate yourself out of your circumstances. But all I see in here is that you own your circumstances, <laughs> is that you own your thinking, you own your words, so therefore you own your situation and you own your ability to elevate yourself. If it's only in your mind, if it's only in your mind that you are better than your circumstances, then impossible becomes a lie. Mm -hmm. Preaching it already, Earl. Preaching it already. I love that fact that you brought up the impossible is I'm possible. And I sit there and I look at it. For me, I look at, you know, the possibility of the thing that sticks out in my mind the most when you're talking about that is running the four minute mile. I can't remember who did it. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank, but up until then, nobody said, Oh, nobody, nobody could do it. Nobody could do it. Nobody can do it. Nobody can do it. Um, I keep forgetting his name. I almost pops in there. Walker. No, no. Um, but anyways, so, I mean, people know that it was never broken. Then all of a sudden, once he broke it, then what happened? Everybody went, 
it's been done so it can be done but you're to, to your point earl that's 100 fact is the fact if you sit there henry ford said it beautifully if you think you can or you think you can't you are right baby and the simplicity of that is so true because somebody told me when i was a seventh grade homeless dropout who had been through a lot of stuff and this is no joke uh, a man looked at me he didn't look he didn't look he didn't look at me he looked in me and he said christopher he goes you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind i was 17 years old I was drinking. I was doing drugs. I was a seventh grade dropout. I'd been homeless for four years. I'd been through a lot of stuff. And he said, Chris, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. Because he asked, he said, what do you think about going back to school? And I'm like, I dropped out in the seventh grade. I was stupid. Like, what are you crazy? He's like, well, what about a GED? I'm like, uh, I don't even see. That's how stupid I am. I don't even know what a GED is. And so he got me to believe in the possibility that if you apply enough leverage, that if you have a big enough why and you don't give up, that it's pretty incredible what you can accomplish. Will it be overnight? No, but will it be worth it? Will it be challenging? Yeah, but it's going to be worth it on the other side. And I love that because when, you know, people sit there and think about the Jetsons, right? We all grew up with, you and I grew up with the Jetsons and look at like, oh my God, look at, there's going to be flying cars and there's going to be, you know, people on video, you know, talking to each other and, you know, all this different stuff. And now here we're, here we're living it. And now the movies that are portraying stuff that's going to be happening in the future. I mean, now we have, we have these things, we have cell phones. I mean, who would have ever thought that everybody nearly in the world, I mean, some, some countries accepted, of course, would be walking around with a powerful computer in their pocket with the answers to everything. Yeah. So I, I, I love your thoughts on that. Uh, Earl is the fact that when we, when we have, when we can see it, we can achieve it. So tell us about a time in your life. You mentioned something before about something impossible. Talk to us about when, how you, how you shifted from that. Cause I'm sure there might've been a point in your life where you thought things were impossible or you thought things were challenging or maybe you weren't good enough. Talk to us about that journey, being able to realize that whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish. Sure. I'll give you one from my past and I'll give you one from my present. Nice. Uh, because we are in constant pursuit of the truth of our reality. But oftentimes we don't know that that is what we are pursuing because it really takes effort. It takes intention. Um, and I remember when I was I was in college, I'd just gone to college. Um, I think it was in my no, it was in my second year of, of, of college. Um, I had to move off of campus. And um, because it turns out that my roommates <clears throat> uh, really were indulgers in the selling of narcotics. Ah. Uh, I had had no experience with that. And it scared me enough that I just moved off campus. I, I didn't even tell anybody. I just moved off campus, moved into an apartment with some guy I didn't even know, just so that I wouldn't be out on the streets. Um, he he departed rather suddenly, never came back. So I got kicked out of the apartment and I was living on the streets. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, but I had decided very early in the experience that that situation was not me. It was not my identity and right. that my circumstance would not I would not allow my circumstance to define me. And and I had I, I never I never told my parents had I simply called my parents, they would have solved it. But uh, I chose not to do that. And I chose to sleep behind dumpsters. Uh, there were occasions where I had to eat out of those dumpsters, eat out of gar garbage cans. But you never, ever I never missed a class. You never saw me dirty, filthy or stinky <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because that was not who I am. So therefore, I made sure, though it seemed impossible, 
that I could do that. A young man, 17 years old, out on out on his own. Um, I don't have a job. I don't have means to make money, but I worked it out and I figured out that I could eat by uh, sleeping behind a dumpster uh, at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Closed, they throw fresh food out, you know. So not only could I eat that food, but I could also sell what was left. Wow. So that's how I made money. And uh, and I was in that situation for about six months. But again, it just never became who I am. It was just what was happening for me right now. It never became that it was impossible for me to maintain my dignity. It was just a, a situation. Now, that was in, in the past. Now, I've been through such situations many times throughout my life. And uh, though I may not look it, some people seem to be surprised, but I'm 62 years old. I've been around and I know some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even now, most recently with Impossible, uh, about, ooh, about eight, nine years ago, uh, I decided that I wanted to build a business and build it globally. And uh, this was the formation of Grial Enterprises. And I, I didn't have a product, you know. I just knew that I know stuff. I've got mm -hmm. experiences. I, I know how to figure things out. I'm really good at it. Uh, so I formulated that and polished it up and uh, became a top global uh, advisor, a strategist of a particular type, adaptive strategy. So it's not just, hey, figure out a way to do X, Y, Z, but it's how to figure it out so that even as the circumstances change, the, the strategy that I create adapts. Mm. Wow. Uh, and that's a, a different level, uh, I found out. That's a different level of, of strategy. So I've been blessed to be able to be in service to countries, to monarchs, to politicians, to, I mean, just all, all over the world. 20, 20, I think we're in 29, 29 countries now. Um, and then the real challenge came because I decided what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, what is my mission, what is my purpose in my life? And that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. but once I figured that out, that it was that everything that I do must inure to the benefit of the human experience, to elevate, to improve that experience. If it does not demonstrate capacity, capability to do and maintain that, I don't get involved. Nice. Uh, you have a code of ethics. A code of ethics, quite right. But all along the way, impossibility kept nagging me. It kept whispering in my ear, you know. Right. And I'm often reminded of that movie, um, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. Yeah. Where at the end, he's still seeing his adversaries. He's still seeing those specters. Uh, but they have no influence because now I know, I know what your power is and you have none. So you can be there if you want, but I don't give you any attention. Mm -hmm. So it, it's taken me a few years, but I achieved what was presented to me as an impossible goal for a person such as myself. Um, and one of my particular pigmentary persuasion uh, to be able to uh, serve at such a high level um, was presented to me as impossible. But I kept believing that I am possible just here, 
It wasn't I had to sit up and and do mantras or anything. Right. It's just that no matter what circumstance I face, I know that so long as I'm possible, it is possible. Therefore, it is achievable. And if I am persistent, because the truth about success is really persistence. It's um, it's uh, there's a cowboy movie, uh, True Grit. It's about oh, yeah. having true grit. So if you are persistent in knowing that you are possible, that whatever you can conceive as possible can become possible, it is likely that you will achieve it, that possibility, and it will become your, your reality. Mm. Earl, you're, 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 you're reading my mind and I love the fluidity, which you're sharing this about, because, you know, it really is about, it's, it's that simple aspect of it. Like just change your beliefs, change your attitude, change your outcome. But you know, there's so much more complexity in there. And when we think about the conditioning process that we've all been through from the age of zero to five and the beliefs that we are, that created were created within ourselves based on our parents and our siblings and our loved ones and our teachers, you're this, you're that we've, like you said, that word, that, that, that perfect word identity. Right. So I take this to mean like I was called stupid. I did poorly in school. I did. They didn't know I had a seeing problem. They didn't know I had a hearing problem. They just was like, oh, Chris does bad in school. I had ADHD before they even knew what ADHD was. So I was just like, OK, like Chris is just basically stupid. My mom called me stupid. And so I had that belief system in my head, even when that guy, Bill, said, you know, Chris, you get your GED. And the thing that got me through that, Earl, is the fact that if I continue to take imperfect action, if I continue to push for that 1%, I've been thinking about that 1% thing all of my life, that compound and interest. If I could just, if all I have to do is go call the place and find out if there's a GED service there, the next thing, all I have to do is I have to show up and, and just show up there. All I have to do is show up there. The next thing all I have to do is put a pencil and write my name. The next thing all I have to do is just do my best in that moment, answer the question as best as I can. The next thing I can do is I can wait and see what happens. The next thing I can do is I can study the next. And if we just continue along that line, we will find that success. But so many people, especially in today's generation, they want the Amazon. They want the instant gratification. We have to remember us older guys back in the day where you, if you wanted to know something, you had to get in your car, you had to get in a bus, you had to go to the library, you had to go to the card file, you had to go to read a book. You couldn't just go, Hey Siri, you know, give me yep. this answer. What do you say to people who are who are who've got that negative opinion of themselves? They've grown up in that that conditioning environment of where they don't feel like they're worthy. They don't love themselves necessarily. They have a lot of a shame. They're maybe ashamed. Maybe they're um, um, they're depressed. What can we do? What tangible strategies can we give them to start rewiring that process? Like you, before you mentioned mantras, I don't know if you're into those, but what are some tangible things we can share with people who are listening tonight? Like, man, Earl, that sounds great. I would love to be able to do that, but I've, 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 I've thought this way for 45 years of my life. What do you say to those people, Earl? I, I say that <clears throat> if you believe that you cannot achieve, it is only yourself that you deceive. Ooh, he's a poet. <laughs> Sometimes it comes out that way. Nice. But I, I would say that, look, I can prove to you right now that you have full power, dominion, and authority to alter your life, to conform to your ideal of it. I can prove it to you right now. And I would say, I often use this, this example. Okay. I put a pencil or a pen on the, on the floor, on a table, and I say, okay, I want you to try to pick up that pen or, or that implement. I want you to try to pick it up. 
And first they look at me and I said, try to pick it up. And then they'll pick it up. And then, okay, well, I picked it up. I said, mm -hmm. well, what, what did you do? I, I picked it up. So you did that, did you? Yes, I picked it up. And feel them getting a little anxious. Right. Said, but you did not try to do that. Because often we speak in terms of try. Yeah. And so we, we confuse ourselves into thinking that, I, well, I tried, I've been trying, I'll keep trying. Mm -hmm. they eliminate that word from your vocabulary first. Amen. Speak only in what you will do. Then measure your progress by what you have done. And if you've got a goal that's this big, like you mentioned, the 1%, Break it down into 1% achievements. Mm -hmm. This may give you something to do and to achieve, no matter how impossible it seems, but 1% compounded daily, how quickly will it take you to get to 100% fulfillment? And along the path, realize that you set your goal too small. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that it can be even twice or thrice or 10 times, 100 times bigger than what you thought you could do, because all it takes is one now. And I emphasize this over and over and over again, because sometimes we think our ideas have to extend beyond time and space. And we, we, don't, we forget that all that matters is now. You have no power in the past. It is only a point of reference. And yep. you have no authority to be able to create the future. But if you focus on now, you have power, you have dominion and you have authority in now. So I want to produce a $500 million uh, fund. Okay. What is the first 1% that I have to do? Got to come up with a name. <laughs> Got to go <laughs> develop the company. Do these little things. Keep your eye on your goal, but achieve each step at a time. And... And, and I, I, pr I don't promise anyone that things will, mag will work magically, but I'll tell you what, more people will achieve a higher level of success, whether in their commercial lives or in their personal lives, if they simply know, who am I right now? What is my decision right now? And decision comes from the Latin word. It means to cut away from. Mm. Proof of that is that incision means to cut into. Right. Excision means to cut out. Decision means to cut away from. So all of that confusion, all that stuff that everybody's telling you, you can't do that, blah, 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 cut away from and focus on that one thing today, now that you can achieve. And you will get into a mental, a spiritual, and emotional practice of being able to cut away all of that mess and just say, you know what I, I achieved today? Yesterday, I didn't have a name for my idea. Today, I have a name for my idea. Tomorrow, I'll have, I'll have uh, gotten the URL for my, for my idea. Then the next day, I go out and I, I get the license or whatever that's needed for my idea. Yep. Now is the answer for, for humanity's sake. Now is the answer. Tomorrow will build on itself. The past is only there as a point of reference. So refer to, I remember when somebody cheated me, but that isn't your identity. 
That is not your now circumstance because you have the power to model that right now. And it can be totally different from what it was before. But now you have wisdom. Mm -hmm. You've got that experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying, Earl. I mean, it, I could listen to you all day long, and actually, I do. When on, when you're on the show, I always go back and listen to it because half the time I have to be an interviewer like mode, like listening. Right, okay, what right. question am I going to ask next? Who's 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 uh who's who's in the house? And actually, uh, I told Scott you were going to be here, so he says, "Look, girl, Earl, love you, Mr. <laughs> Scott Goyets in the house." Good. Um, so I, I love that. I love that you said that word trying. Right. You know, because so many people sit there and say, "Oh, Chris, I'm trying. I'm trying." I'm like, "What happened? What would happen? What would it look like if you just said oh, you're going to do it?" Like, instead of trying, I'm going to try to become a better salesman. I'm going to try to become a better father. I'm going to try. What if you just said, this is what I'm going to do. And you made that commitment in your brain. How likely do you think it would be that you would succeed in that? And people sit there and just that, that, that little perspective shift or all is, is like, they go, Whoa. I guess that's just the way I've always thought. I'm like, okay, here I'm inviting you to have a little different perspective about what it is that you're saying. Cause the words that you, like you, you talked about the words that you use have power. Mm -hmm. And if you're always saying trying, then that gives you an out. Like, at least I'm trying, Oh, you go to the gym one day a week that you could try all you want, but that's not going to help you get in better shape, you know? And so I want to pick on a different word that I've, that I love talking to people about the word best, right? Mm -hmm. When we think about Earl, you doing the best you can. I'm doing the best I can, Chris. All right, we'll just try to do better. You know, when we were little kids, again, going back to that conditioning process, Chris, you doing the best you can on this math test? Yes, I am. Okay, uh, do your best. But nobody ever really qualifies that. Nobody ever sits there and says, okay, what is your best? I mean, I, I think in terms of, of my best is having a big why, right? When I think about it, having a big why, I think about, okay, what kind of leverage can I put into this that will help me become successful? Right. And no matter what I do, I mean, I ultimately went back on my GED, ultimately got a master's degree. I was the first person in my whole company who had a master's degree and I was the fucking homeless guy. Right. <laughs> so when I just took that, I took that imperfect action every single day and just sat there and said, like you said, you know, what can I learn today? What can I learn today? And and realizing that when we do our best, you know, I think there's blood, sweat and tears involved. And I think when we do our best, we go to bed at night and we go, damn, I nailed it today. Yeah. What are your, some of your thoughts on what we can do to inspire people when they're sitting there saying, you know, Chris, or, or I'm doing the best I can. And sometimes people are really doing their best because mm-hmm. that's their, that's their ceiling. Oh, this is my best. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you look at a David Goggins or you look at some other, these endurance athletes or some of these other people that, you know, become Olympian cha- Olympic champions. What did they do? They, they did it for 19 hours a day. They didn't do it for six hours a day. Talk to us about getting people to be inspired about doing their best. Sure, and you give some good examples, uh, but in every case, the first thing that came to my mind is persistence to exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So in anything that I do, I persist to exhaustion. Our family mantra is persistence produces. And so like with a weight lifter, you know, you know that you've got to tire that muscle out. You have to persist until exhaustion with any goal that you set um, in order to do, do your best. Do is the active. Yours is the possession, the ownership of it. Right. And best is what is produced when you own it with integrity and when you own it with pride. Best is produced so that you can look at that effort. And when you look back at that effort as a point of reference, then you see, yes, all right. If I had to do that all over again, (laughs) I I would know that I've done my best. Now, persistence in doing your best 
one now to the next now to the next now. It, it isn't just a flat line. It's actually a line that stair steps up because it gets easier and easier to do that best. But now you are persisting in doing your best, your possessive best, so you cannot help but get better at doing your best. Mm -hmm. uh, all of life's answers, Chris, I believe are really simple. When you look at it as they're being complicated, complex, it, it's difficult. But when you just look for how simple it is and you understand do versus try, mm -hmm. you understand impossible is a lie. You know, if you understand that being persistent will produce measurable outcomes. Uh, for me, I think life gets, I often I resist saying life gets easier, but life becomes more achievable. Right. Mm -hmm. Much mm -hmm. more. And that, that's regardless of your circumstances. And again, you know, uh, you and I share circumstance of having been displaced, uh, being homeless, living out on the street. Man, I, I can talk about that to anybody. It's, it's neither a badge, nor is it a, a, a something I'm embarrassed about. There's no shame right. around it because that's not my identity. That's something that happened to me you know? and more than once. <laughs> I know that one. Mr. Scott says here, uh, deep wisdom and beautiful spirit. Love you both. And he says here, uh, so true. Life is simple, yet we create the complexity. And that's what we're actually just talking about in his group tonight. This is talking about the fact that sometimes we just overblow things because that's our that's our reactionary state is to like, oh my God, you know, the catastrophize, catastrophize. Um, you know, something because it, you know, it places us in that victim standpoint. Oh, when I'm a victim, people feel sorry for me. And it goes that again, that goes back to that childhood conditioning, like, oh, poor Earl, poor Earl, you know, you grew up in an orphanage or, or Earl, you, you grew up in and then people feel sorry for you. And that becomes your badge of honor. Like you said, that there's no badge of honor in that. There's a fact that, you know, today we can choose, we have this, this ability to choose and decide. And, and Victor Frankel talked about it so good. So great in the book, um, man search for meaning. And he talked about, you know, you can do everything and anything to me, but you cannot, you cannot make me think anything different. You cannot take my free will to think about that. What's going to happen between the last action and what my reaction or my response is going to be. You can never tell me that. And that was such a powerful awakening for me based on all the negative condition that I grew up with people beating me up and my, the physical abuse of my house and everything else was the way, Whoa, wait, I, I have the key. I have the answer. I can't blame anybody else. Blaming everybody else takes the power away from me to solve it. If it's my mom's problem and my dad's problem and the society's problem, then all I have to do is just sit here and go, oh, poor me. God, life sucks and then die. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, you know, it's so important that the conversation that we're having, Earl, is the fact that when we can, we can wake people up to that opportunity to see that today is a brand new day. Yes. That today is an opportunity for me to say, hey, listen, what are the three things that I can do that, that will move the needle? on the greatest aspects of my life, personally, professionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it might be, and then take that imperfect action. And, and most of all, in doing so, surround ourselves with people who are accomplishing the same thing, have already accomplished the same thing because yeah. success leaves clues. Talk yeah. to us about that because so oftentimes we want to be the smartest person in the room. And I've been the smartest person in the room and it feels real good until you realize that you're the smartest person in the room and that you need to get around smarter people. And I know for me, my trajectory changed 
astronomically, when I got into a mastermind, I started getting around people that made me feel like, oh my God, that guy is fucking book smart. He's like really smart. I'm going to listen to that guy. And I started applying some of those things. Talk to us about how people can, can take a look at the, the people they surround themselves with and, and raise that bar so that they raise the level of outcome and results that they're getting. You know, in order to answer that question fully, I have to go back and pick up something that you just put down. Cool. Uh, which was talking about fear um, yeah. and fear is, can be such a monster or it can be a tool. Um, and I perceive fear as being nothing more than a notifier. So when I experience fear and I do, when I experience fear, then it's the notifier for me to straighten up and pay extraordinary attention, but not when I experience fear then let that be all that I'm looking at. Oh, I'm afraid. So therefore I cannot go. I must not go. I must not do. I must not say. No, when you feel fear, there's nothing wrong with fear, feeling fear. The most powerful warriors in the world will tell you, hey, if you don't feel fear, something's wrong with you. You're going to <laughs> exactly, yeah. stand over here. Got to get you uh, moving. Got to get, yes, exactly. But fear uh, influences our choices. And this is an answer to your question. Fear influences our choices. So if we allow fear to be that which controls our choices, then we become fearful. If we use, if we allow fear to be an indicator, part of the process of, of our choices, then we become powerful in our choices. <clears throat> If you are a person out there who is wondering why you are not achieving or stepping up to the next level, it is most likely and usually because you have a relationship with fear yep. that supersedes your understanding of your power to choose. Every now is a choice point. And there's great power in choice. And the fact that, that as soon as you realize that, man, I have a choice put before me, don't, don't be confused. <laughs> Beat your chest. Mm -hmm. Because that is the moment that you are in the highest level of your power, your dominion, and your authority. So uh, I don't want to lose the point of, of, your, of your question. Um, but if you want to break a chain, a link in a chain that is holding you, that is binding you, that is limiting you right here, right now, understand your words. Yeah. Words that you speak to yourself in your mind, that you speak out loud, that you write down. All of those things have actual power to shape your reality. To, let me give you, for instance, uh, because my wife happens to be uh, a top-notch Fortune 200 uh, sales uh, trainer. And, uh, nice. and so salespeople have to deal with this all of the time because you are constantly being measured by what you produce. And if you do not produce and the line goes up quite constantly, then you're out. Yep. You have to overcome first your first customer that you've got to convince is yourself. Two yep. words, not one, is yourself. 
that I am, that I can, that I will. And then you put that into a form and a structure, and whether this is, again, commercial or personal, this works and it applies, that knowing that you are a person in your life, that you exist to make choices constantly, over and over again. We make thousands, millions of choices constantly. But when you know that, when you know that, and then when you believe that you can make the choice, that's when you make a difference. When you believe, and believing means being in the living of, meaning that your words speak it out and your actions manifest it, you become something incredible. You become something that others want to be like. You you people walk up to you and say, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but hey, you know, can you show me how to do that? Because I want to be like that. I want to be able to, to do that. And you tell them, hey, tell me about how you make decisions. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your decisioning process. Tell me a time in your life when you were most confused, when you were most overwhelmed and felt like I just can't decide what to do. Tell me about that moment. And then I remodel that for them. Mm-hmm. And not to make them wrong, but to show them what else was on the table is on the table. So that when you make choices, make choices that benefit the now, but give consideration to the next. And um, I mean, I've had to have these conversations with presidential candidates twice last year of of other countries and, you know, and just the concept of, of being present to now, making decisions in the now, utilizing fear as a tool so that you optimize your your choices and the outcomes from from those choices. Um, I I think I'm answering your question now. I may have gone off on a little little tangent there. No, the the, the little side tangent is great because I mean, it's all facts. It's all facts. And I love the fact that, you know, when we sit there and we just, we're talking about the same thing and, and different nuances is when you choose to shift your perspective, when you choose to sit there and realize that if you are in a comfort zone and you stay in a comfort zone, then when do you grow the most when you're uncomfortable? So if you stay in that comfort zone, guess what? You're not going to grow and you're not going to achieve the things that you are meant to achieve here. And then ultimately you're going to get to your place in life where you're going to look back on it and you're going to have nothing but time to sit there and ponder wow, I wish I would have taken that chance. Wow, I wish I would have asked that girl out. Wow, I wish I would have quit my job and started my company a lot sooner. Because those regrets, those are those are probably the most painful, like massive pieces of leverage that I use in my life every single day. I think I was brought to this earth to accomplish a ton of things, write books and impact millions and millions of lives. What would, what would What a catastrophe it would be to look back on my life and go, wow, I was so afraid of getting up on stage and speaking. I was so afraid of using my voice and my words, and my actions to start a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. To be able to have that time to regret that. I mean, that to me is crushing. There's actually a book out there. I'm sure you're aware of it. The five regrets of the dying. Scott and I talk about yes. it all the time. Uh, five right. regrets of the dying. The number one regret of the dying is the fact that they lived the life they thought they were supposed to live instead of living the life they truly wanted to live. Right. Sure. And that fear that you're talking about. And then the importance of getting around the right people, all of it, all of it builds together like a quilt, all of it builds together like a parachute. And you think about jumping out of an airplane, what's the most important thing you want to know is that parachute going to open? Is it going to hold me? And that parachute is stitched together with all those different pieces of fabric and all those different areas of expertise and trial and error. The same thing applies in our life, which is what you're saying. 
And I think the next jumping off point, considering where we're at in the year, as of, as of this, this show right now, we're nearing December 1st pretty quickly. And a lot of people at the beginning of the year do what? They set their goals. They set yeah. their, their New Year's resolutions and things of that nature. And we know that most people give up on their New Year's resolutions within 30 days of starting them. What are some thoughts and ideas that you have that you have proven with your clients and your teams of how to best set goals and how to best measure those goals, how to best look out for what are the things that we're not focusing on? Because I've got a couple of thoughts on that as well. What are some ways we can set people up to really have a strong 2024 with their goals? Yeah, again, uh, you know, you mentioned New Year's resolutions. Uh, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um, and uh, I just know that the end of the year is coming. And I use that as a form of measurement for what I, I have set out to achieve and, and to what degree I did achieve it. But I just, uh, I, I always, if this is a, re a resolution and I'll, I'll own it, um, it's to focus on being more grateful being more, more grateful and bringing that into my now process. Um, in, the, in the larger scale, um, I would say that we spend an awful lot of time focused on regret, yep. which is a not the highest use of time. I won't call it a waste of time, but it's really a waste of time yeah. <laughs> to focus on regret to focus on remorse, to focus on, on uh, oh, I didn't do that, um, to, to uh, lie to ourselves that uh, I'm something that I'm not, you know? So I would say that I'm trying to keep this as general, so it's a, a blanket that you can lay over almost anything. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself, two words, yourself, two words. Tell yourself the truth and then believe, be in the living of your truth. Once you tell yourself the truth and you are being in the living of your truth, then set a goal that can be broken down into bite-sized morsels, no matter how big it is. Break it down so it can be achievable in bite-sized, bite-sized morsels. And, you know, one of my goals last year was for, for this year, 2023, was I wanted to create this massive fund and I wanted to have partners in various countries. And man, it was such a huge goal to set for one year, to achieve it in one year. Because what it required was uncommon. $500 million accessible in this fund and this and that and this, you got to have this and all these pieces together. But I broke that goal down into achievable por por portions and made that portion the goal. Yes. And then by the end of this year, that goal is achieved. No, I'm saying that goal is achieved by the end of this year. And it wasn't like, oh, my God, I got all this. It's just I looked up and, and it's November. I'm like, man, I've got one piece left to accomplish. One piece. And it just it just flew by. Set your goals, but don't set your goals as boulders. Right. 
because the concept of a boulder, the bigger the boulder, the heavier it is. Mm -hmm. Set your goal as a balloon, you know, filled mm -hmm. with helium. Because the bigger the balloon, the more and higher it can take you aloft. So, and again, that comes back to impossible. No matter what, we are built to overcome impossible. Yes. We're built that way. And we only limit ourselves. So set a goal. Know that the goal is done. Create uh, bite-sized morsels. Get one thing done. Get the next thing done. Get the next thing done. And you will find that goal achieved. And perhaps even most likely sooner than you thought. Don't let time be the sole guide. Because right. time is, while time is linear, because it's linear, it's a slide rail. <laughs> you know, So it takes time to accomplish a thing, but it doesn't have to only take this long for it to happen. It can happen sooner. True. So I, I, I just, I think it's simple. And I listen to a lot of uh, teachers and trainers uh, about goal setting. Um, and it all depends on the individual and how they think. And are they very linear thinker or are they very creative thinker? Um, but that brings me to, to the, my final point on that is that feel free to be creative. And creativity can look like anything until you apply impossible to it then it has to look like a certain thing. <laughs> yeah. So be creative in setting your, your goal. Because then once you, that creative goal, I want to fly to the moon, then to Jupiter, then to Mars, and make it back to, to Earth within a certain amount of time. And you break it down into achievable course portions. As you're achieving those portions, you will know how and when and where to alter. This mm. is not plausible. This is not plausible at this time. I don't have the correct resources, but I will be able to do so modify. And I, I, I tell you, just in my own experience, and I always only speak from what I experience, right. anything is achievable. And unfortunately, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's but true. It's true. They say you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, often people refer back to the, the secret and say, well, should I yeah. sit in my chair at home and just imagine myself in a Ferrari? And next thing I know, <laughs> oh, I'm in a Ferrari. Well, no, that's that is <laughs> that's inaccurate. Mm -hmm. There's inaccurate. a subcomponent of that. You got to visualize. You got to see it. But yeah, yeah no, you got to well, do it. You got to bust your ass. Exactly what you're saying. They didn't emphasize the do. Mm -hmm. They just emphasize the thought. Yeah. Get the red bicycle. Get the red bicycle. It's like, oh, just want to yeah. strangle people. Yeah. Then go out and get a paper out. Go out and get the red bicycle. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we, we're just so powerful. So powerful we are that if we, once we realize how powerful we are, we'll be faced with choices that actually ground us in our true identity. And once you have your true identity and you understand the application of that identity and the choices that you make are really what feeds your identity. I mean, there's just nothing that isn't 
possible. So nothing is impossible. Everything becomes possible and plausible. Earl Amin, dude, we could, we've already been talking for 48 minutes. I swear to God, we could go like on it. We should do a, like a, a marathon because I could talk to you for like five it. more hours. Um, brother, this has been such a stimulating conversation. I want to catch a couple of the com converse, uh, comments that came in here. We've got Coach DC in the house. He goes, I popped in just in time to hear him, me break down. Whoops, here it is. He goes, I popped in here just in time to hear him break down my most hated word, believe. And he changed my perspective on it immediately. Much respect. Yeah, actually, I, I, I have this right here. Um, mm -hmm. Believe on my wristbands. Yes. So the wristbands I sell say believe. The other side says no excuses. The mm -hmm. one over here says um, no excuses. And the other mm -hmm. one says unstoppable. Because like, you know, when my coach asked me, she goes, how did you go from being that homeless seventh grade dropout, blah, 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 blah. How did you become successful? And I said, I took imperfect action and I never gave up. I never stopped. I yes. just kept going and kept going and kept going. And you do have to believe. I mean, to, to coach's uh, point, you got to believe. You got to believe that you can achieve it. You got you to believe that no matter what has been said or done, that you could, that, that all has prepared you for what's happening now. Like you said it so eloquently, Earl, that, uh, that the past is just electrical energy in our brain. So it's us when we wake up to every single day to choose to go back and try to relive that. And, oh, what should I have done differently? Instead, you got to sit there and say, okay, today's the day. What's the one little thing that I can do differently by which doing so will get me the biggest results. There's a book out there called the one thing. And I remember that's what I took from it. Um, yeah. Janine says here, Janine, what's up, Janine? Thank you for being here. She goes, uh, you can eat an elephant bite by bite. This man inspires me. Amen. Uh, thank you, Janine, for being here. Um, she also said up here, she goes, this man's wisdom is beyond measure. I'm glad I am under his tutelage tutelage. I have not seen that word in a while. We can talk about etymology, etymology on that one. Uh, we got Jacqueline Rose in the house. What's up, Jacqueline? My Irish sister. She says, I don't hate, I don't hate no one. Don't play the blame game. I don't play the victim. I take total responsibility for my life. Amen, sister. That's what you got to do. We got to take our responsibility for this. Um, Janine says here, she goes, I sent this, uh, sent this 30 of my friends and one of them texted me back. She already has a page of notes, a page of notes. Hey, all right. Yeah. So we got people watching. We got people watching. Earl, I just appreciate you so much for, for coming on here and sharing your wisdom. I want to have you back on again because I know we could talk about so many different things and I love flowing with you. But in the interest of people wanting to have a piece of Earl, where can people get a hold of you and continue this conversation and find out more about you? Sure. That's my website there, Griel Enterprises. Um, and again, we are adaptive strategists. So it's not just here's a solution to you and then we walk away, but we hand you a solution that works for now. And as circumstances change, it'll work for then. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and we get a hold of you at Earl at Grayal Enterprises. That is correct. Awesome. For those guys, for those of you guys listening again on the audio podcast, Gray Owl Enterprises, it's G-R-E-Y-O-W-L Enterprises. You guys can spell that. You guys are smart people. Earl, I'm going to place you backstage, brother. I can't thank you again enough for, for tuning in and, and being on the Unfiltered shows as well. And then now being here on the Ron and Scripted show. Always. I enjoy and I appreciate you. Don't go anywhere because I still want to talk to you, but I'm just going to end out the show here real quick. Okay. Thank you. I'm honored. Take care. You, you are awesome. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate all of you guys, whether you're watching uh, live or on the replay, listening to the audio podcast or the video cast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like I said at the very beginning of the show, if you didn't catch the beginning of the show, go back because we drop right in right away talking about why do we believe that nothing is impossible. And it really is about rewiring our perspectives about our past, present, and our future. It's about saying today is a brand new day. What is it that I'm going to start doing differently? Who am I going to start hanging around differently? How am I going to start shifting the things that I do in the morning? One of the tips I'll give you guys that helped me and helps a ton of people 
is when you get up in the morning, don't pick this up and start looking at the fucking news. That is stupid. Just don't do it. It's, you, you can't control it. Like, oh, I got to know. I got to know. No, you don't you need to know. What you got to do is wake up in the morning before your eyes open. Say what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my wife sleeping in the bed next to me. I'm grateful for my son being alive in the room next to me. I'm grateful for my animals. I'm grateful for the fact that I got to wake up another day. I'm grateful for the bed that I'm sleeping. I'm grateful for the fact that my heater works. Whatever it might be, start your day with gratitude. And as you're going throughout your day, guess what? You're going to find more things to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my dry erase boards. I'm grateful for my, my ceiling fan. I'm grateful for my TV. I'm grateful for my beautiful guest. Because when you focus on those things, guess what? It starts to come into your life more and more and more opportunities because you're changing your vibrational frequency to sit there and say, Hey, listen, I'm abundant. I have lots of things in my life, but what do we do? We wake up. Oh, today's going to suck. And this person's going to be in a bad mood and traffic's going to be this. And then we sit there and guess what? Our reticular activation system goes out there and finds it. See, there's people cutting me off in traffic. People are jerks, blah, blah, blah. This is bad. This is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I guess we get more of it, but you can change that. I want you to go to the mirror in the morning and change it. What am I going to do today? That's going to be a little bit different. How can I stretch myself outside of my comfort zone to do things differently? It's about leverage, ladies and gentlemen. It's about resources. If you're not getting what it is that you want to get in your life, you're not pushing yourself enough. You're not trying hard enough. You're not giving it your best effort. Like we said in this broadcast, what is your best? Like when you wake up and there's blood, sweat, and tears involved in it, that you gave it, you left it out on the field. Like, did you really do your best today with that marketing proposal? Did you do your best with your spouse? Did you do your best with your kid? Did you do your best to, 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 to respond instead of react? Or did you just sit there and say you tried to do your best? Like we talked about here in the broadcast, trying. Stop trying and just start doing. Do it. Stop fucking saying, I'm going to try to do that. No, I'm going to lose weight next year. I'm going to lose weight. Why? Because I deserve to, because I love myself, because I don't want to end my life and being alone, right? I'm going to do the things that I need to do. I'm going to keep trying different things until I figure it out. I'm going to hire the experts that are going to help me hold me accountable to do that. You got to do different things, ladies and gentlemen, to get different outcomes. Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so from this conversation, please go back and listen to this again. Take those notes and definitely uh, connect with Earl because the man is a genius. I love listening to him. There's not too many people I can say that about in this world. There's a lot of smart people, but geniuses um, connect with him connect with them. I encourage you to do that. Please share this out. If you got value out of this, which I'm sure you did share it out on your social media and say, Hey, listen, I just listened to these two cats. They just talked about this. They just changed my perspective about the word believe. They just inspired me to sit there and make sure that 2024 is going to be my best year ever. Who's on board. Put that in your social media post because my goal is to reach millions of people. I've reached hundreds of thousands of people. Now my goal is to be up to the next level, millions and millions of people. And I need your help to do that. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Take us with you. We've been, like I said, 293 shoot, 239 shows already. Go back and listen to them. There's some amazing guests on there. Life-changing stuff. I'll be back again next week with uh, some amazing people. I got Mark Mawinney next week, uh, so you don't want to miss that. And then after that, we've got three special sh- three special shows I can talk um, that I'm going to be doing with my friend Patricia and uh, we're going to have some amazing guests on there. We're going to have a little bit of fun with that. So I encourage you to tune in all throughout December and I love you guys stay kick ass unstoppable. If there's anything I could do, of course, you can always go to noexcusescoach.com. You can check out my group accountability coaching program, which is going phenomenal because when you have accountability, guess what? You get results. I love you guys. We'll see you next week on the Ron and Scripted show. Stay kick ass and classy.